Welcome to Her Extraordinary Life by Design, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I'm your host, Leslie Gaudet, self-care coach for women who are ready to make self-care a priority to support them in life and business. Every week, I'll be speaking with inspiring women from various walks of life who will share their personal journeys and will discover how they have fearlessly carved their own paths as business owners, passionately pursuing their dreams, and creating a meaningful impact on their communities. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome to Extraordinary Life by Design, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. Today, we're talking with the beautiful Emily Vermeer. Emily is a wife, mother of two, a multi-passionate entrepreneur, CEO and founder of She Assists, virtual assisting agency, and founder and creator of Fueled by Faith Women's Ministry. Emily stumbled upon her business by listening to others' compliments of her and really diving into her talents gifted by God. She stumbled upon her business and is cultivating her talents gifted by God. She's an ambitious daughter of God and co-owner of a business consulting agency with her husband. She has a passion for Christ and helping leading women to be fueled by faith so their cups are consistently overflowing. And I really love what her mission in life is. I can't wait for you to meet her. So let's talk to this beautiful lady. Welcome, Emily. It's great having you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to see where God flows in this conversation today. Wonderful. So let's start by getting to know you a little better. Please share a little bit about your life and how you grew up, after which we'll get into what you're currently doing today. So the floor is yours. Sure. Thank you so much. Well, I could go on and on about who I am and all that I have done and how I've gotten where I am. But what's so fascinating is I'm 32. I feel like when you get in your 30s, it all fades together. I believe I'm 32. (laughs) And um, I am just now stepping into who I believe I am here to be on this earth in this time frame. I grew up in North Carolina in the middle of the state, smack dab in the middle of the state, rural North Carolina. And I grew up, I feel in a box of this is your expectation. This is exactly what you should do to be successful, defined by other people's definition of success. And I ate every bit of it up. I was the achiever. I was the goody two shoes. I was the, I'm going to do everything and do it right. And that got me where I have been. I went to school. I achieved the best I could in my academics, graduated. My dad passed when I was young, which also kind of fueled me to even be better because I felt like I had something to prove to him and to make him even more proud, even though what I was was enough then and I didn't know. And so went on to graduate, went to college, found a degree, stumbled upon that. And then again, was like, okay, what do we do from here? Well, the next thing is get your master's, right? When you're a scholar. And so I went and I got my master's Then it was expected, okay, get married, especially in the Southern. I was in the South. I was 21 when I got married. And so found my, found the one and got married. And then immediately there was pressure to have a kid, have a kid, have a kid. And we bought a house. We had the baby 
And then I was like, okay, what now? (laughs) What's the next step? And so it's always looking for the next thing instead of being satisfied with where I was. And so we had our baby. We moved back to North Carolina. We were in Chicago for a little bit. We moved back to North Carolina, had a four-month-old son and found out I was pregnant with our daughter. And I always say she was the plan that God had for us, that she was the hidden plan. (laughs) We had no idea. And so we were pregnant with her. We moved back to North Carolina. I had a job here um, lined up. It wasn't ideal financially, but we were getting through. And it's probably the hardest season that we've ever been through. Fast forward now, my daughter actually just graduated kindergarten yesterday. My son is in his last day of kindergarten now. And my lens has completely shifted into what other people expect of me and living my life for other people to living my life the way that I feel like I've been designed to and stepping into it and having a lens and kind of like a tunnel vision on this is my purpose and anything outside of that is okay for other people, but standing firm in that and knowing this is who I am. This is my gift that I get to share with other people and also being an example for my daughter, for my son, for my family of really stepping in to who we're meant to be and being totally unapologetically okay with it. And it starts with us being accepting of it ourselves, right? And so that's my long-winded story of kind of how I've gotten here. But um, yeah, so like you said before, wife, mama, CEO, multi-passionate. I get ideas all the time. They're coming and flowing. But um, I'm just really excited to, and hopefully someone may be listening and be like, whoa, like I'm there. I'm there right now of like checking off all the boxes for everybody else, but like what really matters? So that's been my journey so far. Yeah, I love that. And thank you so much for sharing that because I think a lot of the time people look at, you know, they see the the now product and they forget there was a backstory to like how you got to where you are today. And so they're looking at like, you know, all the great things that are going on in your life, but they forget that, you know, oh, this person actually has a backstory. They have history, obviously. They grew up a certain way. They had hopes and dreams and all of those, the paths that they took just to get them here. So what was that like? So I love that you shared that because it's, I think it's really important to shape someone, you know, so someone can see how I can relate to, you know, Emily's story because that was me and that's who I am today. I find myself there. So thanks for sharing that. So let's talk about your business. Let's talk more about what you do and how you discovered your passion and purpose and then what steps you took to pursue it. Yeah, that's a great question. So I am very newly walking in ministry. I actually just stepped aside from my business that I created two years ago of a virtual assisting agency because God has really called me to step out, step up in my faith and to fully walk fueled by faith. And I have been politely like saying no, no, (laughs) no to him because what has been feeding my children and putting a roof over our head has been our business that I built for two years. And he has so kindly been taking that away from me for me to realize he wants me over here. He wants me doing 
what he's called me to do and not what I see proof in already. And so I have been embodying this fueled by faith way of life, which I hope that if you're listening to this and and you feel compelled, I hope that you can reach out to me and we can get connected because there's so much depth here that we don't have enough time to get into. But I came to Fuel by Faith, which is my ministry and a business because you can, it can be both and, and I'm here to break that mold as well. We can love Jesus and make money too. He is that abundant. And I am walking that and it was because I fell and I hit rock bottom, but I embraced that he is my rock that I have climbed and continuously climb back into what he has for me and what he has for other women because we're here, you are here most likely because you saw someone doing what you want to do. You saw someone have a podcast and you're like, oh my gosh, I would love to do that and and get my words out here. You saw, maybe you're working at a hair salon and you were encouraged because you saw someone doing hair. Maybe you were impacted by someone else. We've seen someone do what we do, right? Or what we want to do. And so I saw networking communities and I saw Bible studies and I saw retreats and I saw conferences. And then I saw that people wanted the Lord and need the Lord because they're going and getting fueled by other things. They're getting fueled by a drink at the end of the night. They're getting fueled by gossip about what's going on in the office. They're getting fueled by social media and scrolling rather than paying to their attention. I know because I was addicted to social media. I was addicted to my phone. My phone, I was spending probably seven hours a day on screen time because of my business. And then I got in the mindset of, oh, it's for work, so it's okay. But I didn't realize until I did a time audit on, actually, I'm just posting for like 30 seconds and the rest of my time was just me like thumbing through, comparing myself to other people, seeing what other people are doing and and really influencing my mindset and I'm consuming and being fueled by other things. And so when I realized... And when God met me on the floor of my office to tell me it is time to give this to me, it is time for me to come into your life, and it is time for Fuel by Faith to be a movement and not just a cute sticker, not just a cute graphic that you made in Canva. This is a way of life and you are to live it out so you can teach others and be that example for other women that they have a job here to do on this planet and it is to be fueled by me so they can overflow into their communities, into their workspaces, into their families, into their neighborhoods. We have lost all concepts of what it is to be a neighbor to people. I mean, just go into your local Facebook community and you can see the judgment and the, the like, just mean, the mean girlness that comes out in people. And if we were to just love our neighbors and love our people, that's what we're here to do. And we're here to do it in the gifts and the talents that God has given us. It's already in you. And when I realized that for myself, like, oh my gosh, what is, who is this girl? Who is this woman? 
where has she been for the past 15 years? Thank God for conditioning me and getting me here to become, but it was already in me. No one came and gave me a gift of my, my newness. He did. I found it through him. And so it is a privilege to be here. It is a privilege to walk into an office. It is a privilege to be at the gas pump and to smile my little tushy off. So people know that there is a light beam for him, for, for them, for you to go and exude. I mean, I know that's, that's the life that I want to live in where people are just smiling their faces off and they're just so joy filled right now. That comes from the Lord and helping women realize that lean on that him being the center of that in all of their surroundings. That is what fuels me and that helps me to help them. And so that's why God kind of gave me this vision of Fuel by Faith, which right now is a community membership. We have virtual and we have in-person in Wilmington, North Carolina. The vision is to grow, baby grow, and that every woman would have access to a Fuel by Faith pod or chapter in their backyard. So our goal right now is to build out Wilmington and our virtual and then to grow next year to infiltrate North Carolina and then to just go all over the globe with Fuel by Faith so women can have access and community to know that they know that they know that they have the Lord in their back pocket and to be reminded that he is there and with them and they are here for a greater good. So that is what I am doing and that is what I'm here to do. And I'm on fire. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. And I think too, you know, you brought something up. I love the the name, obviously, Fueled by Faith. But one of my favorite scriptures that stands out to me is for we live by faith, not by sight, you know, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Like that is one of my favorite scriptures because it reminds me that it's by faith that everything is happening in my life, not by me seeing ahead of time. So I love the fact that you're doing this. So can you share a specific strategy or maybe even mindset shift that's played a significant role in now your success as this newly, like your focus on your field by faith ministry and that mission behind it? Yes. So something that is working so well for me and, um, I also, because we're human and we're flesh, we lose sight of things like this too. I am not going to sit here and pretend that I have this energy all day, every day, all the time. It is a, it is work and it is me being disciplined to know that this is who I am. And it takes work to get here. It takes the belief system to get here and a lot of us, and I'm sure Leslie, you you have probably experienced this too. When I go, when my thoughts go a direction that's not serving me, I here lately have been like, oh, the enemy's trying to get me. The enemy's coming for me, right? And I so lovingly was told by a dear friend of mine that yes, while that may be true, God does not control our thoughts. We control our thoughts and we can choose. We have a choice every day 
to believe the thoughts that are not serving and to believe the thoughts that are serving. And so when we can take hold and take power and authority over our thoughts and yes, cast the enemy aside and tell him he's not welcome, but also take ownership and radical responsibility for what you are believing and not blaming the enemy. So uh, a belief that I have been stating in my head is everything is happening for me. Everything is happening for me. And when I see that, not only do things come in fruition and I see the fruit, but what happens here is your lens changes to where you're looking for it. You are opening the, you're opening your eyes to be able to see the fruit coming instead of just this, okay, I'm just going to say it. And then we don't know that's coming that, and sometimes we block our own blessings from that. But what has really helped me is shifting my thoughts, taking my thoughts captive. And it sounds so cliche, but he tells us to do it and it really works. And so being able to think the thoughts and don't judge yourself, you're human. If something comes up and you're like, oh my gosh, I can never do that. Flip it. You have the power to flip that thought and to change it for good and to say, I am learning. I am learning to do this. So give yourself some grace, flip those thoughts and tell yourself that everything is happening for you. Because even if something like my husband, he just launched his business this week. Okay. He, and he had a plan. He was like, I'm going to launch it this week and this is going to happen. And I'm going to do this and this and this. Well, on Sunday, he was playing golf and he tore his abdomen while he was swinging. I've never seen a man in such pain. We've been together for 10 years. I had to take him to the emergency department to get medication because he was shaking. Okay. And then later this week, he got a cold from our kids. And so everything is trying to stop him right now from doing what he is called to do. But if you shift that in your mind to, I'm so sick, I can't do anything to what can I do in this season? Everything is happening for me. If everything is happening for me, there's a reason behind this. So let me dive deeper into that. And so it changes your mindset and it shifts that, but it is an everyday commitment to myself that I am in charge of my thoughts and that I get to choose what I believe and to walk that out daily and make that choice. And that is, and sometimes it's a moment by moment thing. We see people and we think, oh, life has got to be so easy for them. They have got it figured out. They're walking down the street and they are so happy. They're posting reels all the time on Instagram. They're on social media. They know what they're doing. No, they know who they are. They know whose they are and they do the work. They know what is important. And when we shift our mind and we take control of our thoughts, it is a huge game changer. So just know that that could be the only difference between you and anyone else that you want to be or you see them achieving. I just saw Mel Robbins. She was like, saying how she loves The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. And she was like, 
He is out there walking. He is choosing. He is doing that. And that's why everyone loves him. We are attracted to the light. We are attracted to people that are walking what we want to be. So how do we do that? We shift our mind. We start doing the things. It just doesn't come to us. We don't just sit there, right? There's things that we do to to shift and change. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's important too, to like to, re- to recognize that our thoughts, you know, like how we're thinking, it's influencing us. And so we can either choose to let negativity influence us or we can become more curious around those thoughts and decide to change them. So I appreciate that. Okay. So my next question is a two-part question. It's around self-care. So the first part of the question is, what does self-care mean to you and how do you prioritize it in your daily life? Great question. So self-care to me used to be go get your hair done, go get your nails done, go feel the part, right? And that's also what I was conditioned to believe because everybody around me, that's how they did self-care. That's what I saw and believed. While I'm not saying anything's wrong with that, love to go get my nails done, love to get my hair cut, but that's not caring. That's caring for your body. That is maintenance, in my opinion, (laughs) and taking care of your body outside of the temple. I feel like the temple is more of inward. And so self-care to me is exactly what we just talked about. How can I go take care of my mind, go take care of the vessel that God has created me to be and the temple that he has given me? What does that look like? And that is absolutely different for all of us. And I will also tell you that it doesn't always have to look the same. I get stagnant very easily. And so since I am such an achiever and such a checkboxer, I get in the stagnant place to where it becomes a check off the list rather than an intentional thing after I've done it for about a month's time. So I change up my routine every month and it is just a Holy Spirit guided thing on where should I spend my mornings? My mornings are my sacred time. It is quiet. No one interrupts me except the birds when they get loud. Um, But I change it up. Sometimes I go to the beach because I have access to that. Sometimes I go in my backyard. Sometimes it's on my living room floor. But self-care to me is how can I take care of what God has provided me in just my being? And that looks like journaling. It looks like telling myself how awesome I am. And seeing the gift of God in me, because he wants us to see ourselves that way. He wants you to know how awesome you are. He wants you to know that he loves every fiber of your being from every hair on your head to the little prints all over your fingers. He knows the ins and outs of you, and he wants us to see that. And so what you would go and tell and encourage your best friend and say to her every day, you, we should do that ourselves. So I have on my journal every morning, I have my personal mission statement, who God created me to be. And I read it like I am the president of the United States and I stand and I declare it 
Because when we have that energy, when we use that just junction in our body and we exude it, we believe it. Have you ever been to like an event or even heard someone preach and you just feel every fiber of their being like on fire, like you think something huge is about to happen. That is how, how much we should believe in who God has made us to be. And so my self-care is loving myself enough to tell myself how awesome I am and believe for it. Because I know when I do that, that will exude into doing things like this, into caring for my community. And that's important. So I appreciate that. All right. So then the next part of that question is, how do you find that balance between your personal and your professional life? And what tips do you have for our listeners who may struggle with this? This is a wonderful question all around awareness. And this really helped me when I realized my roles. And all the roles that I play, if you are a woman listening to this, you most likely have many roles within your life. And we do not tie that up with who we are in our identity. These are just roles that we have taken into our lives, like being a wife, being a mom, your job, maybe you volunteer, all of the different aspects, your roles that you provide, you know, daily. Okay. When I know in my schedule, okay, today at this time, I use my calendar. My calendar is my best friend. So, and I also color code it to what role I am at that time. So I have my mom calendar. I have my ministry calendar. I have my self calendar. So I know when I'm going to go and do my own things. Um, And then I have our church calendar. So I have all my hats, right? So when I know I am mom from 6.30 a.m. till probably 8.30 while I'm getting them ready for school, I know that they are my priority. My phone is down or on do not disturb. I am there for them. I'm getting all the things done. I do not have to check any emails. I do not have to do anything except be a mom that opens up freedom. So I'm like, okay, everything else can go down. And then when I get home from a certain time to a certain time is work time. We work from home. So communication is important. I will tell my husband, do not come into my office. I will be working from this time to this time because it is ministry time or work time. And then when I am, um, like right now, my child is home, but she knows mommy's working and my husband is taking care. And so it also just helps relieve your mind of knowing I will get to that when it is that time of the day, when it is that, and it helps with boundaries. So also like at night, I usually tell everybody, you may text me if you want, but at 4 p.m. my phone goes on do not disturb because it is family time. That is important to me. I want my kids to know that mommy is here and present. It can be totally different for everybody, but it works for me and it helps hold me accountable to I am mom and I am wife because I used to try and do it all. And I would have my phone in my hands. And I remember my four-year-old telling me, will you put your phone down? 
And that like crushed me. And then my husband, will you put your phone down? Because that shows them that my phone is more important than they are. And that was the red flag to me of like, let's prioritize them at this time because that is when we're together. And that is who I want to be at that time. So getting your calendar together and identifying your roles and knowing who you are in those moments and giving yourself the permission to be fully into that at those times. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. I think that's a great, great way to actually, you know, structure out your calendar is like having those times set aside. I really, I really love that, especially with your mom. No, I'm not a mom. So, you know, for me, my calendar is a little bit easier to schedule. But for you being a mom and a wife, you know, a mom of two young children, you know, that makes it even a little bit more, not necessarily challenging, but more that you have to be aware of. So thank you so much. So last question, what advice would you give to women who are afraid to pursue their dreams or start their own business? Hmm. Ooh, that is loaded. (laughs) Okay. my. I will, I might sprinkle a lot more than just one, but my biggest advice is if you have a relationship with the Lord, seek him first through it. If not, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, have a conversation about it with someone. If if that's something that you're interested in, the other thing that I would recommend more than anything is go find someone that is remotely doing something that you want to be doing and either have a conversation with them or just be like a fly on the wall to what they're doing, but only to be inspired, not to compare yourself, not to copy and paste, but to purely be inspired by what they're doing. And then my next thing would be is to go partner up Find some gal pals, a community of women that either know what you're doing, understand what you're doing, but will rally for you. So when there gets to be moments of, I don't know what I'm doing. I think this was just a fluke. I'm not supposed to do this. When your mindset goes into not believing for you, you have that community that already does that will back you up and remind you who you are and who you came to be because there's a fire in a lot of our bellies. There's a fire that's burning. And if I didn't know that this was an opportunity for me, man, would the world be missing out on a lot. And you just got to think of it that way. What are people missing out on because I'm not stepping into it or it hasn't come to pass? I mean, could you imagine not having the internet? Could you imagine not having washing machines and microwaves and all these huge things? Google, a search engine. I mean, holy moly, we can search something like that and If it wasn't for people that just went for it, that believed in themselves more than enough, that put themselves in rooms that were uncomfortable, it's going to be uncomfortable. You know why? Because it's new. You've never done it before. But guess what? You have done new things before. You learned to walk before you knew how. You learned to talk before you knew how. You learned to drive before you knew how. It is all new, but new is good. And I just recommend going 
for it, whatever it looks like, doing it messy. That is how I am building what I am building because the fire in my belly is too precious to let it burn out. And that is the same for you that is listening to this, that feels even a little bit of hair standing up on your arms right now. That means it's go time. It means it's time to, to just trust yourself and to just go for it and partner up with other people that believe in you that will help you see this through. So that's my advice for that. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. You dropped a lot of value. Yeah. I have to go back. I'll go back and listen, but I really love the fact that, you know, we talked about, you know, our thoughts and how we control them. God is not controlling them. And that's because he's given us free will. He's given us the ability to choose. So he's given us the ability to choose. He's given how we think, how, and you know, how we respond to things. And then also, I like how you were saying that how you were taking your thoughts captive, you know, that's, you know, learning to actually control our thoughts, because that's, we can do that. It's just learning to, to express ourselves in that way and being able to do it. And then everything is happening for me, which is, of course, I love that. I truly believe that. And then, of course, the last thing was you reading your personal mission statement. I think that it's powerful to have a power statement like that to yeah. to start your day off with a win. And I really, I really love that. So thank you so much for sharing with us today. It's really been a pleasure speaking with you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful. Uh, I'm so happy that you're on. I'm happy to be connected to you. Yeah. Absolutely love what you're what you shared today. I love what your mission is, what you're doing, and I can't wait to see how it expands globally. I'll make sure that the show notes provide our listeners how they can get in touch with you. And again, thank you so much for taking time to speak with me today. Of course. Thank you guys so much. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, a beautiful week ahead. Until then, keep dreaming, keep believing, and keep designing your extraordinary life one day at a time. Thank you for joining me on Her Extraordinary Life by Design. I hope you've been inspired and empowered by the incredible stories shared on this show. If you enjoyed this episode and the conversations we've had, I would greatly appreciate if you could take a moment to leave a review. Your feedback and support mean the world to me, and it will help others discover the podcast and join our empowering community. Remember to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Together, we can continue to learn from these amazing women, uncover their extraordinary journeys, and be motivated to create our own lives by design. Thank you again for tuning in. Until next time, stay empowered and keep shaping your extraordinary life one day at a time. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session free from bias on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Cast. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a beautiful different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. 
my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid.